Episode 133 of the GB7 Podcast. It's the guy everybody love, nobody like, Dave. Here in my second home, the PCB Studios, with the PCB CEO himself. Boost, what up? It's the GB7! Hey. Yeah, I, know, I heard you. Yeah. I was a child trying to back. be a man. We back. So my sons worldwide. All my juniors. You niggas was hoping I wasn't coming out for my absence. I know I left you without a name and drop. Hey, like these niggas finally broke up. Y'all was cloud up and get your money up, but don't worry. Got hot outside and we weren't known it no more. Daddy's hot. Hey, the best is back. Turn me up. Yeah, that's how we niggas know they need to stop. I'm standing at the top, that's how I know you never seen the top. Sierra King parking lot, looking like Daddy City parking lot. Hear the talks when I walk by, like you know it's over when you drop, hey, drop. Yeah, and I'm coming with the wop. Y'all niggas not popping. Fuck it, then she going shopping. Well, I'm running out of ops. Yeah, running out of options. Put them up for adoption. Sign my name on the dot. Hey, this is not luck, baby. This is no for a leaf, no horseshoe. I'm in the bank to get poor to you. I'm in New York on John Chetri. Supermodels in their all sex. Lock the door to the bathroom because they doing something that is not Pepsi. I'm just pouring up the shots. Hey. I remember that I told you I missed you. That was kind of like a mass text. I remember that I told you I loved you. That was really in the past tense. I remember that I told you I get you. True fears that I get around. Mention having us a kid. 42 hit. I send a kid around. Yeah. On bitter dick with the top down. Shorty's out here getting knocked down. City coming off a lockdown. Rap niggas doing weak features for a pop artist because they pop down. Used to want to throw the rock up. Niggas know how I rock now. You know how I'm rocking now. Why am forever? Big owl, big birds forever. Don't make me go get your mama to talk to you. We ain't got, got no Monica today. Nobody. We ain't got no rhyme today. No rhyme. But we here, man. We gon' get it going. Look at me. Look me in the eyes, Junior. For real. What's up, Vibers? What's up? We're back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We on, we on, we on one today, man. I'm sorry for the wait. I'm sorry I, um, for the wait. The car gonna be late so I could up a We couldn't let it go another week. The garden's full of snakes so I had to escape. Yeah. Let homie gonna be straight. Turn my Let mic up, boy. be straight. Shit sounding a little low. There it go. Because I can't save you. Niggas really thought y'all was about to take over something, huh? It's like, oh, they ain't put out shit in two weeks. 
I'm missing my Barbie. She'll be back, though. Then they come through and sit it on my coffee table. Boom. Yeah. Who was that when niggas left us? Nigga, me, that's who. Cash money gets an army. I'm, I'm a woman, army. Yeah. And if them niggas coming for me, I'm going out like Tony. Yeah. I don't want no problems. I, I just want my money. money. I don't want no conversation. All my love is that I'm on a hundred. Mm. Yeah. Turn this shit up. It's the DV7 podcast, baby. Turn this shit up. Make your co-workers get mad. Hey. When they ask you what you listening to, say the Flies Podcast coming out of Cleveland. Daddy's home on this daddy day. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Niggas got two faces. This game is a vampire. Blood, you gotta protect your neck. You suck, you dry like raisins, love. But fuck that. Come on. Y'all know this one. The day you met me is the day hell froze. On the day I left this one, I thought out. Hey. I'm still in the building. I just had to knock a couple walls down. Had to kick y'all out. Life is a movie, but sometimes the nigga get too tired of watching it walk out. Taking over. Taking over. Now the wait is over. Yeah. Sipping lean out of flask. Fucking thrash. Hey. I hope y'all came to pod today. We pod today. Welcome back to the GB7 podcast. We had a small little hiatus. We didn't put out no work. I felt horrible about it, but we are back. Uh, Boost, PCB CEO, how's your mental? Oh, mental is great, bro. Man, I missed you. God damn, nigga. I miss being down here. God damn. You know what I'm saying? Do you want to tell the people why we haven't been podcasting? We can get to that when we get to uh, me. I'm going to drag it out. You're going to drag it out? I'm going to be a narcissist, you know. But yeah, my mental's great, bro. I'm uh, I'm on vacation now. So um, I'm, I'm leaving for Hawaii on Wednesday. Yes, sir. So, you know, you know, your boy taking off. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take a flight and get out of here, man. See what what, what the other part of America got to offer. He going to take his pretty little sand to a pretty little beach yeah, and put his man. feet up. It's, they going to do a couple things, you yeah. know, a couple things out there. Yeah, it's going to be a nice little time. So my mental is great, man. I kind of been preparing for this um, and just been, like, trying to get my mindset on all the things that I'm, I'm going to see and, the traveling of it and all that, you know, it's a whole big old thing. Yeah, man. How long you stand out there? A week or so? Yeah, a week. It's uh, four days more. Uh, yeah, more man. You need that, on. man. Yeah. You deserve that. Y'all work hard, man. Um, what? We've been off, man. What fly shit you done did, man? Well, you know what? 
I ain't been doing no fly shit because Boo's been on financial punishment still. Still. It, it, it ain't it ain't stopped, actually. It like, ain't gonna you ain't gonna stop until nah, the, and once Wednesday this is when over, you in Hawaii. When it's over, then you're gonna be like, let it roll, baby. Next <laughs> time you ask me what fly shit I did, it's gonna be something extravagant because I I'm off financial punishment, nigga. I can do what I want to do. So yeah, so I'm I'm I've been on financial punishment, so I ain't really did nothing fly for real. Ain't really been out. You know what I'm saying? They ain't really been doing too much of nothing. You went to the infamous party that took me out. How was it? I ain't get to see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the last fly shit I did, uh, which was um, Annalisa's graduation party. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a nice time. You know what I'm saying? They had the whole thing all laid out. It was a always. Uh, it was it was a great time, man. I mean, the news that I got when I got there was like, what the fuck? That is crazy. <laughs> but uh, the party was dope. Uh, very always the same thing though like anytime you have a party over there it's the same good setup good food good same drink, thing but good smoke good vibes good people popping up yeah. people you probably ain't see at the last party popping up at this party people that always pop up pop up and it's like yeah you know what I'm saying feel like family all the yeah, time you know yeah. what I'm saying every time you go over there I'm trying to do another couple of those before I get back to work uh, my mental's cool and shit uh my 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 sis Moni, she not here, Moni. We miss you. She said, uh, "God has his way of sitting you down sometimes." Yeah, and he sure had his way with me, boy. Yeah. Set my ass down. It's like, oh, just think about the things you're doing, what you want to do in the future, how you want to <laughs> move. Cause yeah. I can make shit like this happen to you. I, I broke my leg. I ain't been telling nobody for real. So y'all y'all privy to a little secret that most people don't know. Yeah, this nigga keeping his his leg broke a secret. Yeah. What type of nigga? We don't do that taking <laughs> pictures in Cleveland Clinic. Oh we no, no, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna we ain't gonna post it online yeah. and let everybody nah. know that's what's going on for nah. no sympathy points. We nah, don't care we about none of that. that. We don't nah. need that. Nah, the people who know, they should be the people who know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, but now the world knows because if you're listening, you know that they broke his fucking leg. Yeah. And what was you doing, David? Playing with the dog? Playing with a goddamn dog. <laughs> I, I, How old are you, David? 41. <laughs> I, love, I love Boulder, though. Shout out my nigga, DG. Uh, it's weird. He fuck with my dog, and I fuck with his dog. I don't fuck with my dog. He don't really fuck with his dog. So when I get out the car, the dog already know, like, oh, that's him. It's like, time he to can play. smell it, yeah. So I went over there fucking around with the dog. Next thing I know, I was fucking in the ground, in the grass, rolling over, <laughs> foot laying one way, the knee the opposite way. I'm hammering. I'm like, hey, just snap this thing back in place. I got to oh get to the my party. God. My nigga Ron calls the ambulance. Ron, I'm not mad at you for calling the ambulance. That was very smart. <laughs> very smart. I wasn't thinking. I'm glad somebody was. Uh, yeah, I had the surgery. I had to stay in the hospital for a few days. Yeah. Went home. I had to stay downstairs. Now I'm blessed to be upstairs with a bathroom at shit. Man, shit was crazy. Boosie came to see me. Yeah, I, I had to I had to blow down on him. I, I didn't even want to say nothing to him in the in the group chat or like just text messaging. You gotta kinda be like, all right, let me go put my eyes on this nigga. This nigga's tripping. Yeah. <laughs> Niggas been showing up though. That's Damn, one thing. When God sit you down, he let you know you got a lot of people around you. You gotta tighten up. So yeah. It's been cool, man. I've just been taking it slow. I don't want to fuck this thing up. Uh, the job say just take as much time as I need. Don't try to Superman and hurry up back. They like should be here when you get here. So I just been chilling, man. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, I I was like, damn, my nigga just 
just all just got back right with working and getting back into shit. And yeah. then all of a sudden God said, nah, it ain't your time yet. Cause you still ain't figured it out. Nah, you still fucking <laughs> off. Being a moron, thinking you're a fucking 20-year-old. I'm gonna show you 40. Yeah. I called that nigga DG. Well, no, I have posted in the chat that you had just got out of surgery. And um DG was like, text me like, what the fuck happened today? I said, Oh, that nigga broke his leg yesterday, man, fucking around with the dog. He like, bro, what's his name? Boulder. Boulder? He like, he was playing with Boulder. I said, I, I guess that's what the dog name is. Yeah. He like, man, now I got to call this. Now I got to go check up on my dog. Where he at? I said, he at Cleveland Clinic, bro. He like, all Boulder right. is a Boulder. He's <laughs> fucking. And it's Probably crazy because when I pulled up, me. somebody had the dog and they was like running through the field with the dog. So I, I was like, oh, they got the dog out. It's a beautiful day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I come to the backyard around like I was just about to call you. This nigga, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Playing with the dog. I was like, I just seen the dog in the front yard, man. Yeah, He's man. all right, just running around, having fun. He ain't knowing that you hurt. <laughs> so I ain't got to do no fly shit other than play video games, man. I'm back in my video game world. God damn, I miss playing video games. Forgot how much fun that shit is and just time consuming yeah. and relaxing. Even though it's kind of stressful, I got these little kids who better than me calling me nigger all that. <laughs> I fucked your mom, nigger. But I'm getting back into it. Just resting up, been missing doing this shit. I, of course, I break my leg when there's so much content. All this content out here. It was so here. much content to talk about. I, I can't even go back and talk about all the old shit, but y'all know what it was. Like, yeah, it, 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 oh, went, it went down a rabbit hole for a minute. Oh, like, damn, all this shit is happening. Oh, my goodness. Including to us. <laughs> yeah, but we still got good shit to talk about. Uh, Hell yeah. I guess we get the bad shit out the way. Uh, rest in peace to... Uh, What's my dude from Baltimore? Ray. Oh, Ray Lewis. Ray third. Lewis the third. Yeah, his son yeah. passed. Um, they said that was an overdose. Yeah, that that was tragic. And they said the Gangsta Booze was an overdose too on fentanyl. I'm like, God damn, what is these niggas doing? They're probably doing coke <clears throat> and people cutting that shit, and lacing that shit with that shit. That's yeah. one. I, it's just crazy, man. How these drugs and I mean, and even in weed, actually, you know what I'm saying? Like they lacing the shit in weed too. If you get the wrong set of weed, nigga, you can fuck around and fuck around. You mm. know what I'm saying? And it's crazy how these kids don't even know that. They just think they just buying the best of the best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Just have have a good drug dealer and try to fucking have a, a, a straight-up straight relationship. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> these niggas selling y'all the wrong things out here, man. That dude was only 28 years old. Uh Jackie O, what was her name? Yeah, uh, Jackie O. Uh, that DC was, Young DC Fly, young fly wife. Uh, rest mama. in peace, man. Rest. I, I couldn't imagine what he. Oh doing, my so. god, bro. That that shit. That's I, another thing. These women trying to change their bodies. Stop. Stop doing that, dude. Stop. Get it out the mud. Go exercise, man. You ain't even got to do that. Niggas don't care. We don't even care. But Niggas when you, don't I, I care. I, I you done had what three? They got three kids together. He I, ain't going nowhere. I, I get it. It's it, when you're when you're in the spotlight, the bag comes with your body being perfect. You know what I'm saying? And you having that 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 image. But do it because Lizzo is winning. Yeah, and she's winning because Old Adele was winning. You know what I'm saying? Like. But Me these, personally, man. These are talented women. We talking about Jackie O. She, what talent does she have? 
I think she had a. I don't know. I, I don't want to lie. I know she was on the show mm-hmm. with the wilding out people. She was one of the wilding out people. And I think she had a clothing line or something. I yeah, don't know. but that ain't nothing that you need to really fix your body for. No. You know what I'm saying? You just no, make stop. clothes. Stop, man. Yeah, Y'all so putting I, a. I heard those, those procedures is multiple procedures. They do like two or three things at a time. Mm-hmm. And then they just. I don't know where she was at. I don't want to speculate. I'm talking in general. Then you fly back home, which you shouldn't really be on a plane after a surgery like that. Then you're not taking the proper time off of work to fucking let your body... Like, ladies, us dudes are horny enough. We will stick this thing almost anywhere. You ain't got to... The natural look is the best look. The best look. Like, we were into the Kim Kardashian, but that was like 10, 15 years ago. We mm-hmm. wanted every girl to have a fat ass, a small waist. Yeah. Now that shit is it's so normal that we just won't... Well, once we figure out that that's not what we really into once we into it, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you get into some action, I mean, yes, you like to see it, feel on it, but nigga, when it's time to smack something, nigga, the puss really the only That's thing that matters. Matter. <laughs> and if it's good, it's good. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, a fat girl can have some amazing pussy. Nigga. Hey. <laughs> you know that's the truth. You know that's the truth. Nigga, you don't see no, you really don't see fat girls out here single. Period. Nigga, if they single, it's because they want to be single. Because, nigga, these niggas love them some fat girls. Yeah, man. Um, I was so sorry to hear that. For that, yeah, that was he, terrible. He though. loves his family, man. Everybody just keep that dude in his prayers uh, on this Father's Day weekend, yeah. week or week. And whatever. he just had a baby too. Yeah, man. Imagine now you're a single dad and you got that hectic schedule. Mm-hmm. You probably got a lot of nice things that you gotta maintain. Yeah. Couple dollars. Not saying that money is everything in a time like this, but. But I'm pretty sure everybody in the industry gonna step up and help him out. You know what I'm saying? Just because Hopefully, he's just man. because he's a single father. And he's a good guy. I ain't seen him do nothing bullshit out here as of yet. Um so he's a he's a good guy, very funny guy. I'm pretty sure he'll get the like by the, a lot, man. The just do he needs and everybody gonna pitch in to help out with the kids. Yeah, the G B seven prayers are with you, DC on yes, five, sir. man. Uh gotta be with you. Just stay prayed up, my G. Uh, stay yeah. in that good book. Find something that's gonna give you a little peace. Um, what's some other crazy shit going on right My now? My nigga Kanye got got his seventy five million back from uh, Adidas. Yeah, man. Hey, you always gonna come back to the money. Yeah, you always gonna. You couldn't come hold back. it too long. I, I knew he was gonna get that back. I knew that he made him too much money for them to tell him he can't have the money that he already made. Now, what does that say about Adidas, though? Adidas is we we ain't so. Uh, against anti-Semitic views that we can't have a relationship with somebody. Like, his views ain't changed. Mm-hmm. He said, I-, I apologize to the people I offend, but I still feel the same way. I can't be a racist yeah. or anti-Semite if I'm Jewish. Yeah, well, it, this was like one of them whips on the back, as you would say, mm-hmm. from the slave owners. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They, they took that, and they was like, oh, nigga, you not going to do what we tell you to do and you're going to do what you want to do, we're going to penalize you, which took him out of billionaire status. We did a lot of things to him, but at the end of the day, he's still winning because just like everybody else thought and I kind of thought, he was doing it to sabotage himself to get out of his deals anyway. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care how much money I lose. If I can get myself out of these deals, I, I'm good. I really believe that. I think, because he said something about him not having a big enough voice at the table. Yeah. It's he just, like, they you're not just, respect him. You're just the face of this thing. You're the name and the face. But Kanye is really creating these things. You know what I'm saying? And he like, y'all basically taking my intellectual property and saying, We'll just pay you for your intellectual property and you can get the fuck on. We no. don't care about none of that shit. No, hell no. Y'all y'all gonna pay me and respect me and Yeah, and I'm gonna run this bitch. I can I should be able to buy Adidas now, nigga. What the fuck y'all talking about? Yeah, I'm I I think it's gonna be a lot of shit like that. Like uh Nike didn't walk away from John Morant. No, they didn't. You know they supporting him. They didn't. But you gotta think about it. And I was talking, I was, I was talking to somebody about this. I was like, dude, John Morant is an awesome basketball player, and we all know that. Like, he is basically almost the future of basketball, yes. the way that he plays. You know what I'm saying? Like, people re- really can't stop that guy. And if you get a good team, he's gonna win a championship. But at the end of the day, they know how much potential, because what they did was, if you notice, they took his shoes. And they sold them anyway because they said they was going to stop it. They stopped selling the shoes. Mm-hmm. But then they was like, all right, we're going to release the shoe and see how many people buy it. And they when he, when they released the shoe, it Seconds. sold out <laughs> instantly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So they looked at it and it was like, damn, he's marketable. We can't let him go. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we let John Mar- Morant go, we might lose a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Because of how fast them shoes sold. I think that's what they did. And then it was like, all right, we ain't going to let you go. We're going to see how this play out and let the NBA handle the the, and he lost fifty million for them twenty five games. Yeah, I heard that's it a lot was of money between eight and twenty five. Yeah, that was fifty million, and nobody ever has lost that much money on a penalty in the NFL, in the NBA ever. So it's like that's one of the biggest ones. Yeah, the player association said it's excessive, and they're working with Ja and the NBA to see what steps can be taken to kind of rectify it. Like not rectify, but. Uh, me and these twenty five, they like ain't it, it's unprecedented to suspend somebody for twenty five. But games. you gotta, they gotta think about that. This guy has role models, b. When you got role models like kids, you can't be banishing guns and telling them you can make it to the NBA and still banish guns. That's a, it, it's it's like you setting the you're the daddy and you setting an example for your kids and it's not the right one. But maybe he gotta learn that, man. Maybe ain't nobody teaching him that. We we in our forties. So we know that. Yeah. And we appreciate the ideal of having $200 million and working with an organization like the NBA who who typically supports the players. Mm-hmm. During the COVID bubble shit, the whole arena was Black Lives Matter and bringing awareness to certain police situations yeah. that ended negatively or whatever. So maybe this $8, 25000000 million that he losing... It's showing him, oh, I am a role model. I am. I I can't be doing this. He young. I think the dude like twenty three. Yeah. We all was doing. I was doing dumb shit, speeding in yeah. cars, and sitting on top of. And he's of not cars. the first. No, he's no. not the first one That's to ever what do I was it. Saying like, you know what I, saying? I, like, I really, I wish Ryan was here to look up. What was Gilbert Arenas fine when he yeah, got caught he with got, the guns he got in the locker room? Uh, I think Jalen Rose said he got some of that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a few of them that, that kind of was like, I've been there. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to go down that road with them. I think the thing is him showing it the way he do and listening to the NBA young boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think 
that's a part yeah. of of what makes his different. But I and the internet, you got to think about I, it. Back then, it wasn't the internet, so if somebody did something, it was all like it was. It was on the news. But that was as far as it went. Unless you knew somebody who was there, yeah, specifically it, yeah. there. It you, was court documents you can go look up. But yeah. other than that, you, you know ain't seeing it. Ain't and seen it ain't a visual. So you don't know how bad it yeah. is. Oh, he waved a gun. Did he wave a gun? Yeah. At the camera? He came in the locker oh, no, room with a bag full of guns. Like, you like, damn, that's a crazy story. I wonder if that really happened. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but you don't know what happened. You don't know what he, happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the internet the is. It was all here. It was all uh, word to mouth back in the day. Now that you can literally visually see it, and basically you putting your name and likeness with it though. Now, like mm-hmm. nigga, I see you doing it. You know what I'm saying? And that's not a good sign. Yeah. So the penalty is going to be higher because they get paid way more money. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And way more money is at stake when it comes to this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that to be like the image of the NBA when it's mostly us in there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mostly us. Uh, I I just hope. Uh, I was I seen I don't I didn't watch the show, but I seen a clip of Skip Bayless saying that Lil Wayne hit him up and was like, "Can you connect me with with Ja? Mm-hmm. Like I know exactly what he's doing. I've been there, and then I had to go to jail for having a gun in New York, mm-hmm. and I I think I can talk to this kid mm-hmm. and give him just some pointers, like." And Skip was like, I'm going to try. And he reached out to Ja. He like, but Ja never reached back out. Yeah. I'm happy to see that somebody like Wayne, who who got a similar kind of thing, got on when he was young, <clears throat> was around a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And dudes who came from the street, they tried to keep him out of street shit, but he constantly got into, you know, nothing major, nothing but he major, was getting yeah. his hand smacked. But when he got caught with that gun in New York, he... He kind of changed his ways. Like, all right, let me slow the fuck down. Yeah, because you can't move how you move everywhere. So, And I don't you... need to be that. I got yeah. fucking security everywhere. everywhere. Why do I, you know what I'm saying? If I need to ride around with a gun, I pay somebody to ride around with a gun. You got right. $200 million. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you go into a strip club, a regular club, a friend's house party, a kickback, you got somebody with you who got that thing on them. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? If, but I pray the NBA is a great organization. Shout out our dude. Uh, speaking of the NBA, Michael Jordan just sold his shit stake in uh, Charlotte. What they say, three billion? Three billion. I think he brought in at two twenty five in two thousand ten. Two hundred twenty five million in two thousand. They say he he eleven times. Eleven times the money yeah. he invested. Yeah, yeah. Shout out you. Uh, Hey, Michael Jordan, I told y'all the story about Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley the one time when he Charles Barkley told him, no, nah, don't do that. We didn't negotiate that. Tell, you know tell it for the listeners who might not have so heard it before. My, so, so Charles Barkley had came into uh, a meeting with Nike and he took the upfront money, which was like $2 million. And then uh, Michael Jordan was like, what you going to do with all that money? And he asked him and and... and and Charles Barkley was like, what you mean what I'm going to do? He's like, that's a lot of money. What you going to do with it? He's like, you need to go back in there, renegotiate your contract, tell them that you want, uh, you'll take a million dollars and uh, stock options. And he said he did that. And he ended up making, I think it was like 10 times more money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That he would have made. 
So I think it was like, yeah, it was it was something stupid. And he was like, and Michael Jordan, the one that told me that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, he set me down and told me, like, nah, go back in there and renegotiate that. And he did. And, of course, they was willing to play because you're paying out less money now. Like, all right, I ain't got to give you $2 million. I only got to give you this much money. But they ain't know that they was going. Their company was going to grow as big as it did because they got Michael Jordan on the steam, on the squad. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I think this Black History Year decade, I think he was the only African American majority owner of a team. Yeah, he was. That's so fucking dope. Yeah, and then I, your then your boy J Cole jumped on the squad. I think, man, my <laughs> nigga, I was I, I I was just thinking that that's what I went to go look up. But I'm like, I'm almost certain it's J Cole, so yeah. I'm gonna just say yeah. I think it's J Cole and let the people research nah, it. J, J Cole jumps on the squad. He oh, he's part owner of the of the uh, Charlotte Hornets now. Yeah, he he jumped in. A, it's a it's a gang of people who took these majority shares. That that also impressed me a lot that he had enough stake in the company that it take five or six people with to money replace. just to replace. Yeah. And I think he still owed a portion maybe and then some stock in it. I don't know, but he came out like a fat cat. Uh-huh. Now, I always, there's what I do. I build you up to break you down, right? <laughs> always viewed Jordan as selfish. Yeah. I never really, and I don't know. He might be one of them people who who like a uh, trick daddy or the game who do something for for people and never want you to ever like almost make you sign an NDA that like, you I won't say shit. I did anything for you, but I'm gonna just do it. You know what I'm saying? He may be one of those. I think he is quiet philanthropist, right? Mm-hmm. But. I remember in the 90s, the same thing came up when people was getting killed over the price of his shoes and shit, and just to have the shoes. And he wasn't doing nothing to offset that. It, it was almost like, well, you know, not the shit on the man. He was a great basketball player. But I hope now that you got this kind of money, you can kind of switch that narrative. Because yeah. that's one aspect of being a player that Brian got you, Jordan, like, his off the court shit is phenomenal. The schools and shit he doing with his friends. Like, I don't know what Jordan friends did. I don't know what nobody around him did. I just know you're an ultimate competitor. You're a fucking champion multiple times. And you know how to obviously get to a fucking bag. Yeah, it's it's uh Jordan is the yin and the yang to a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you see him and you like, wow, this dude is amazing. I, I I really, like, if I met him in person, oh, my God, I don't know how I would feel. But at the same time, you hear the stories. You hear the people that he actually been around, and they're not good stories. No. None of those stories are good no. stories. He's there's, the ultimate competitor. There's, bet, there's no good story about Michael Jordan other than his relationship with Kobe. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's like the the Wayne. You'd be like, damn, he really loved him from Kobe. <laughs> yeah, that's but, it. But uh, other than that, everybody else like I played against Jordan. This dude just dogged me. Like I don't care what was going on. And I think he tried to instill that into Kobe. And Kobe did the same thing, but Kobe's reasoning behind it was different. Only though. on the court. But only on the court. I I hate you when we on the court. I, 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 it's, it's no friends on this court unless you on my team. 
There's no friends when we on the. I have to be the hey, best one. Who was it? Who 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 was uh um uh, Tiana Taylor's dude? Amon Shepard. Yeah. So he was telling the story about Kobe, right? He said, well, I'm, "We playing Kobe, right? We playing them. We beating their ass." He like, "We playing." He say, "So all of a sudden, it's like 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. They down. I'm pumped. I'm. I didn't got a few blocks. I'm, I'm I didn't got some steals. I'm, I'm talking the man. shit out there." He he go and pat me on my butt and say, good game. <laughs> and he like, what the fuck are you talking about? Good yeah, game. It's still over. 12 minutes left on this clock. Yeah. He said, he proceeds to go down and score so many um, unbelievable shots. And they win the game. And I, he's like, coach called a timeout after he did all his crazy ass shit. Like he came down like at least six times and bust their ass. Right. Back to back to back threes, all types of shit, assists. He was like, man, it was so crazy that coach called the timeout. And when he called the timeout, he looked at me and I'm like, coach, I don't, I don't know. What, what the fuck? I don't know what to do with this nigga. This nigga he's a fucking animal. <laughs> Stop talking shit. You don't talk shit to Kobe. But he wasn't even, he wasn't checking. He, it was just that he was talking shit because he was having a good game. He was like, I was having a good game. It wasn't about Kobe. I'm talking shit because I'm having a good game. But he... Patting me on my butt at 12 minutes, like, good game. Yeah. <laughs> and Let then proceeds to bust our ass. Daddy's home. <laughs> Daddy is home. <laughs> I said, wow. And that's how much. And then I heard another story about Kobe, and we'll get off Kobe. Kobe, they, they said Kobe had a, um, what happened with him? He had a, um, Jordan told him that, how you going to wear my shoes and you can never feel them? Because he had, you know, at one point in time, Kobe used to wear the J's, the eights. He had yeah. the eights on and shit. So he was like, you can wear my shoes, but you will never be able to fill them. They said that Kobe was silent in practice <laughs> for a whole week, wouldn't talk to nobody. The team thought that, that he was mad at them. So they was going to the coach like, coach, what's wrong with Kobe? Like, <laughs> please, please, tell me what I got to do. I didn't do anything to tell him. Me what's what wrong with him? His coach was like, it's not, a, it has nothing to do with you guys. It's, it's probably Phil too. He was like, it was Phil. He was like, Michael, Michael told him he wasn't gonna be able to fulfill his shoes. <laughs> he said that next next time they played the Washington, because he was Michael was still playing. Next time they played the Washington Bullets, like, I mean Washington, yeah, whatever they yeah. was. Bullets, Wizards, whatever. He fucking bust they ass. He said, nigga, he I think they said he scored like 40 or 50 points that game. <laughs> Kobe, my favorite basketball player. Uh I I I got to see the tail. I got to appreciate the tail end of Jordan's uh, career. This was way after the forty-five. Yeah, this was uh, maybe maybe his last championship. But I remember him <laughs> at at the Wizards. I remember Iverson playing him. I remember Kobe playing him. Like that's when I start really watching basketball. Like. Before my uncles are having it on, and I, it'd just be something I seen. They'd be talking about Jordan. I see the fly shit he do. Or was, we was too much outside. Only thing yeah. we knew about sports was what we, we talked outside. about at school. Yep. If we was at school, and somebody said something about Jordan, and then you'd be like, "Yeah, I got them shoes." Yeah, yeah. that's it. I, I know the move. I can do the spin around. <laughs> yeah, I seen a few highlights. But I ain't when really I never started watch watching basketball, it was Kobe. Vince Carter came out that year. Uh, Kevin Garnett might have came out the year mm -hmm. before or after. Uh, Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady was a dog. Oh, uh, Penny. I was I was around kind of for Penny. So 
watching basketball, it was fucking Kobe, and now it's fucking LeBron. And I'm telling y'all right now, y'all better stop poking the bear because this man said he's taking a year off. Because he's going to come back and still be LeBron, and you still going to be you, and he's still going to be able to beat you. I'm telling you, man, stop. I've seen a lot of people talking shit. He's got to retire because he's not as good as he, like, I don't and know. LeBron's what... still scoring 40 points in games. Man. Nigga, that, if you could still score 40, you would still that nigga. Man. Man. I'm, all right. Y'all can ride this Joker wave. I know it's something we ain't never seen. Shout out to him. Uh, I, I really want to shout out that dude. How respectful he is of the game. Did you watch any of the finals? Uh, I did not watch none of the finals. I actually, you know what I'm saying? Because I really, it wasn't none of my teams. Right. I really didn't care who won. Uh, but I did watch a lot of highlights of it. Mm-hmm. And nigga. That dude is the Jokic truth. is a fucking dog. And Murray, on the court shit. And Murray, Murray is a fucking dog. But yes. off the court. Man. Did you see? It, this was the most calmest championship you can ever witness. Nobody was like super do I mean you got you had your people on the team that was super yeah. excited. Yeah. But the people who really made it happen. Respectful. They was just like, I'm just happy that it's over. I can go home and I can do what I want to do now and it's over with. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like going to work for me. This is I'm I'm off work now. After the performance that man put on, when they got the trophy, he's to the side. He he's he's like and he got his thing. Then you know he slide off. He let the team up there. Then he goes to the other team, Jimmy Butler. Everybody. He goes to everybody, yeah. shaking their hand, yeah. thanking them, whispering shit in their ear. Like this is the most class. The whole team did it too, though. Like it was the most class I seen in the finals, in forever. Yeah, I, I think that I don't think were, I ever. Seen I think it. they were in disbelief that they even got that far and made it. I think they knew they was gonna do it, and that's why it's not exciting to them. We're too big for everybody in the league. Man, they are animals. And then and then Murray came, he came off of an injury and Man. won it and won it. So and and he was so humble. He thanked the players in the NBA who helped him to get to back healthy to get to where he at now. Like I think he said Clay Thompson, uh it was Clay Thompson, it was a few other people on other teams that kind of did worked him out to get him back to where he was. And he was like, Man, I gotta thank them guys, you know what I'm saying? Cause they believed that I could get back, and I did. All right, let's let's get out of sports. We're losing yeah, all, the, yeah. all the women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you said it's a lot going on. You we losing so all we, the women there. We ain't so. talked about it, but let's talk about let's it. Let's do some uh, women topics to get them interested in what we're talking about. Though we don't have our uh, co-host female here, I'm going to not refrain from using the words I like to use or having the ideas that I like to have. What do you feel about the YS... Osiris Sukiana kiss situation. Ah, that was crazy. That was weird and crazy because yes, the nigga was totally invading space. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like you was invading that, bro. Agree. But the conversation that was transpiring before all of it happened, you know what I'm saying? Kinda seemed like it if that did happen. Nothing would be everybody. It, it would be kind of warranted. You know what I'm saying? Like she was talking shit. Like, oh my god! I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I will turn you out. Yeah, boy. like boy, and he like shit. <laughs> now, ladies, 
<laughs> see? I, see how everything comes full circle. We was just saying we do not care about the BBLs and all that. We're going to stick our thing anywhere we possibly can. Nigga. So I am. I 100% agree with Boosie's opening statement of he was invading spaces. He was invading her space, though. Definitely. But who's to say how he read the room? None of us was there. The first clip, the first thing I seen was him doing that. And I'm like, oh, he's a wild yeah, boy. Yeah, he wild. He's a- That's the first clip I seen. I was like, wow, wow. That was wild. Then it was like a day later. I seen her. I seen she did not respond. How I can't, I, I'm trying to really think of the order. I, I seen him do the kiss thing. The next day, I think I seen his apology. No, he never, he didn't apologize to later, later. Because the next day she came and said she felt like she was I think I seen that after his apology. And she said, I'm not gonna tear down another black man. Nah. I'm so a- so the way it came to on my timeline and how I seen it was he did what he did. A whole bunch of accusations came out about how she was gonna file a lawsuit against him, whatever, whatever. And then she came out with this statement saying how She's never been able to stand up for herself. Mm-hmm. And, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. and she felt like she was helpless. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But then a couple days after that, that's when he posted his apology. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't even know that it was going that way. Like, he posted his apology. And then when he posted his apology, that's when she responded like, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I accept that. You know what I'm saying? I accept that apology. But Somehow. She, she was, I think she was kind of like in it with her 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 marketing team and her lawyers and stuff. And they like, well, did you want him to kiss you? And if you did You may be right. You you may So she was kind of contemplating what she wanted to do with that situation. The video, her explanation of what happened, his apology. Then I seen the video of the clip. Oh, the whole four. Yeah, the whole clip. See, I seen that. Was I messed- seen that clip way early because it popped up a little bit right after the whole thing happened. It was like, all right, here come the shit from the beginning to the end, and I was like, oh shit, she was kind of yeah. It was like wheeling him in. <laughs> it was almost like two days had passed from the time I seen the clip, the clip of him kissing her, to the clip of what they were talking about before, mm-hmm. and I was like, hmm. Now that just changed because at first I'm like, this dude. Tripping, he crazy. But then I seen that clip and I'm like, I I have been that dude. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I'm not gonna say who. We have a very good sister of the clique of the seven. But when I was young, we were at Cedar Point one time and I touched her boot. Mm-hmm. She slapped the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, oh, she's just playing. And I tried to do it again. She slapped the shit out of me. And she was like, boy, don't you ever do that. You don't play with me like that. And I'm like, all right, this is a sister. It's not, you know, I learned very that, early. that type of part. <clears throat> she didn't really do nothing after the first kiss. And I get it. Like she said, she was shocked. She didn't know what to do. But like, she could have been like, nah, this ain't that type of party. And then he did it again, and she was still... But that's why she came out with the statement that yeah, she don't know how to I stand know. up for herself. She like, I really don't know how to say... She just thought that that was like... But the first one, okay, you can get that off, boy. But when you go in for the second one, that means that you really own some trash now. Like, why is you doing this? You know what I'm saying? Like We got a homegirl who have self-esteem issues, Right. 
uh, she always doubting herself. Do you think if a dude would have grabbed her and tried to kiss her, you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. You used to sit right there? Oh, okay. Yeah. You think if a, if a dude would have tried to grab her and kiss her, she wouldn't have made it clear like that ain't cool after the first one? Yeah, she would have made it. She would have made it clear, but I don't think. I don't think. Is it females out here that's just? But it's that? it's certain it's certain ones that's very very gullible, and they think that everything is like a PR stunt, especially when you're in that light. So in that light, with stars, you kind of like take in everything and see where it's gonna go, because that move might make you make more money, and your PR know that so they like dude now just like this this is something that we talking about mm -hmm. and we don't even know who that girl is for real we never really even was she went on our radar at one point in time we know who he is <laughs> i know that she makes very graphic videos and she talks about her head game a lot that's, yeah and, and that's I, not I, no reason for a dude to come I up never and try even, to I, I didn't know her so i so for me to even have her in my mouth you know what i'm saying good pr stunt i guess you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying like yeah, now we now you got people researching you. Now we people got trying to know who you are. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm not excusing that dude. That was a scumball, scumbag move. Uh, you yeah, gotta, he said he need help. Yeah, at least he said be that. Better. I need help. <laughs> I've been knowing he needed help because every time you see him, he he owes somebody some money. <laughs> <laughs> like nigga, you and and this is publicly like. You know how we do. Yeah. We let somebody something. We don't say nothing about it. We know it's not going to get out public. But you've been the dude who publicly is known for owing people money, having to sing at Drake's house to pay your bet back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, but he has a lot of good friends, though, like good high people in high places. You see him in, yep. in rooms that you be like, damn, he in that Why is room? he even there? Right. Why did you, but he like the little brother of everybody that's like, we going to let you in, bro, but you owe us money, bro. <laughs> Meek came out always. That Twitter fingers, man. When when Drake called him that, that was the perfect fucking line. He cannot stay off of Twitter, but he was like, ah, oh, forgive him. And then he was saying he is a dickhead. It was like, like Meek is, shout out Meek, man. Meek, Meek just came out. He did another Twitter talk about some, do y'all think I fell off? And he asked everybody. He was like, I really want to know. Like, like, do y'all think I fell off? And people went in there, went in on him. Like, some people said no. Some people said yeah. Some people said I'm tired of hearing you yelling. Some people just was in there just talking I, about all types I, of shit. I, hey, I will never say Meek fell off just because of what he did. Um, Not only for the recognition of the city, because Philly always been known, but for jail reform, how when he got in that situation and got fucked over and he stood up to that judge who was obviously crazy and obsessed with him in some weird way, he uh, went to jail, came home, made some money, and now he sit around billionaires. So mm -hmm. I always look at that dude. I remember Meek with the, the, the nappy braids, like, Clearly, I used to get those DVDs. I clearly remember that dude. And to see him going from that to this, it ain't no falling off. You falling up at this point, even if you leave the music alone, your next adventure going to be better than what you're doing now. You sitting around Jay-Z and Robert Cross. Like, you you around the dudes who's going to put you in the rooms where rap ain't going, you know what I'm saying? A lot mm -hmm. of people, you don't see Kendrick. Like, people who really make it, you know what I'm saying? And change their generations ahead of them or behind them or whatever it is, man, you don't see them worrying too much. Like, why are you worried about 
do the Twitter sphere feel that you fell off. A lot of these niggas yeah. gonna say yes just because they ain't got what you got. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's it's one of them things where a lot of people did say that, like, why is we even asking? You know what I'm saying? Like, why you, you even drop, asking? nigga, it's fire. Nigga, nigga we all listening put, to it. Just make music, bro. Put yeah. out another album. That's and what make it for you. Saying. You don't see Jay making music, man. No. He make music when he feel really inspired. And, yeah. and right like now, it ain't been an inspiring time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we starting to get back because you see my nigga Andre 3000 just came back out with my nigga Killer Mike and made a track. And I was like, oh, inspiring music is coming back. All of it, man. Gonna. People said he had he did exactly what he he he. Everybody I'm not, said he I'm had not. I'm not even in that gunner. You ain't about to get me in that gunner hey, conversation. I'm, I'm, listen. That nigga is, I he's supposed said, to be canceled right now. I don't care what you talk about. Hey, hey, listen. <laughs> Kashi is my guy. Yeah, I, no, I, he's I, been canceled. I fuck with, hey, listen. I'm not a criminal. So how you going to fuck with these niggas, but then you say, Hold on. Young Dro a snitch, and he, you just ain't going to fuck with him ever again. But these niggas then clearly snitched, and you like, because, oh no, nah, these niggas is good though. Because they they came from Dro, Scarface, all the dudes that snitched that I don't fuck with, is because they came from the era of you don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but but you always gonna have your own after that, still that era right no, now. No, it's not, man. After that movie paid in full, dropped snitching, got cool. I blame the nigga Dame Dash for snitching being cool. When he showed Alpo, say, I, I tell on some niggas. And where Alpo is now? <clears throat> Dead. Dead. He ain't died because of some snitch shit. He died because he was, a, a, a nigga was fucking off with a pack and he went to go check him. Oh, ain't nobody right. killing him because he was a snitch. You never know what he was, was going to happen He was riding through though. the streets still trapping. Yeah. Still trapping. He was that. still getting love from, from people was still taking pictures with him. I'm talking... I ain't gonna name the artist, but I'm talking artists was still taking pictures with that dude. After that movie, people was like, oh, long as I don't snitch on my niggas or no niggas from the hood, snitching might be look that kind of like, you know what I'm saying? All the snitch movies came out after you're that. Right. You right. I kind of I'm, I'm looking at it now. All man, we man, listen, these but, little hey, kids don't, ain't don't street. You, don't you think they put the movies out there just so they can get more snitches? They get star snitching? I, like, like you. I mean, we ain't, we're we're not the gatekeepers of putting out movies now. Listen here, man. Niggas are snitching on themselves. What? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Snitching. The, the reason Boosie is in jail, not my Boosie, but Boosie Badass the rapper, is because he went live when he had a poll on him. Mm-hmm. He ain't go live. Somebody who around him did. He was going live. At that same time, but he the angle that they seen the poll was from somebody, somebody else. else. Yes, but he was at a video shoot where it's people outside with cameras everywhere. Yeah, and it was all gang related too because they they was the police was tracking the gang. This is what I'm saying. So the person that was in the gang, they was already tracking him. So they kind of seen it on his shit, and they was like, "Oh, is that Boosie? Oh yeah, this is what these niggas' lives are so on the fucking internet <laughs> that they're." They are constantly telling stories that can get them incarcerated over and over, and they just making a littling list of all the times that you just incarcerated. And now the feds ain't even got to go out, sit in front of your house, drinking coffee, nah, eating just stale on, food. On the internet. Just Once they on find out your hand, handle, it's all good. Man, it's so many of these, these small occasions where YMML-y. If he just didn't have his phone, 
it would be no case right now. Like, I don't know what happened. People say free that dude. If he killed them people, he really don't need to be free. But just, I, I wish, I don't know, man. Man, I wish it, I could just give a class to people who got money who still want to be, as we say, active. You know what I'm saying? Like, just give them a 10-point bulletin. If this is how you're moving, you can't go to jail. You can't. I don't I don't care what you're doing. If yeah. you just move like this, you don't see... But see, what it is is... These, J. Cole on the gram. These people want to go back to where they came from. And that's... In our terms, that's considered noble. That's considered when you go back to the hood and you can still be in your hood. That's considered like boss shit. Like I can still be in my hood. I can still hang with my niggas, and we good. Even I, though your niggas is the ones with all the poles and all the guns and all the everything. But but I understand that, right? You can do that. I people I respect. I don't know them at all, but people I respect the locks. They're constantly in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but they they ain't in the hood. They they the locks still move like you supposed to move in the hood. Though. That's what I'm saying. You can go to the hood. You don't see them videoing themselves in the hood. They not because they oh. don't come from that era though. But now these little young niggas, they come from an era where phones and and videoing yourself is the thing though. You have to. That's just like part of your life. If I ain't putting myself on camera, niggas don't think I'm really doing it. I don't see 21 doing that. Twenty one is a whole different type of nigga though. He got a lot of he got a lot of uh people in his corner though in real life. You know what I'm saying? That's if you the thing. if you got a nigga like Jay freeing you from jail or freeing you and making shit sure shit happen, you kind of got somebody in that's your what corner. I'm, they need to these niggas need to emulate the niggas they see that's successful. You don't see Nas videotaping himself in the hood and compromising position. But see, that's what the young niggas don't understand. It it's always them against us when we really supposed to all be together. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's always like, oh, you the old way, we the new way. No, nigga, we supposed to integrate this shit. It's all the same situation. It's yeah. all hip hop. It's all culture. Yeah. You learn from me. If you get to the step that I got to in my life when it, with this music shit, let me sun you real quick. You know what I'm saying? And so you don't make the same mistakes I make. But instead, they be like, nah, you ain't make as much money as me. But of course, you making more money because the world is different now. Yeah. And I, you might not I be signed making the, more I money. signed a whack-ass contract, but I was big back in the day. And your whack-ass contract might not have been a 360 where they yeah. get all your intellectual properties, money from your touring, money from merch. Right. You know what I'm saying? They get money from anything you get money from. Back in the days, you might have signed a whack contract where they were getting 40% and you was only getting 60 and you still had to pay your management and lawyers and all that. But you had physical copies out because now it takes, I think it's like 1,500 equals one actual, 1,500 streams equal one actual like counted song yeah. that somebody brought. So you got to do thousands and thousands of streams. Billions, actually. Billions of streams. Niggas is doing billions now. You have to do billions of streams. And that's them the ones that's making the money. I mean, millions is making money too if you if you do millions of streams, but billions is making a lot of money. They they need to get together. The, the youth and the older uh, rappers, same thing with the NBA, NFL. Like, the older people who already, you know, they done made those mistakes. Hey, man, I know what you're about to go do. Don't go cop 25 cars. But see, my theory is, and it's crazy, um, the music industry has 
put us in these predicaments against each other like this because they are the gatekeepers and how they move. Um, I, I seen a story, Missy Elliott made a lot of music for a lot of people. We don't even know these songs. I mean, we know these songs today as the artist made it. But Missy Elliott was actually the wrote, the wrote these songs. That's why they and say they she go to verses. They, they, nobody beat her. They were amazing songs. And she said it got to a point where she always loved to make these songs. And they told her that the music industry told her that she should stop making these songs because um, it's not what the industry is looking for right now. So she stopped. You know what I'm saying? She literally stopped making songs for people. Hence where music ended up going after she stopped. You know what I'm saying? Because when she was in it, you see where it was going. And it, she was in, when I say everything, they was Bro. playing these songs. And I was like, oh, Missy made that. Oh, Missy made that. I don't know all of them. Uh, I don't even Monica's know Monica's So Gone. So oh, yes. She made that. That was her. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I know that one. Like, I, nigga, it was, it was all these good songs that came out. And I was like, damn, Missy was in, in there making smash hits for everybody. Producing, songwriting, even her albums. And she was actually on a lot of those albums as background. And you ain't even know it. Like, it was songs that she was on. you like, damn, that was Missy in the background? I thought that was you know the what I'm greatest. Saying? Can't nobody go on stage with her in the verses. Dude, she's an animal. You're going to have to put, like, three people up there. Timberland said it. He said, dude, Missy is, is uh, he's like, I will come in there with a beat, the, one of the hardest beats I've ever, she's like, she's the only artist I ever worked with that'll make me go through over 100 beats before she pick one. Over 100. Like, every time we in the studio session, I will play over 100 beats for her, and <laughs> she will only pick one of those beats. And then the beat that she pick, she'll make some whack shit that I thought was the wackest shit ever. And she be like, no, watch this. And everything came out fire every time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't matter what she did. He was like, dude, she was the only one that gave me a hard time, but she want, she's the one that made me better, though. She was like, she's the one that made me step up my game and my production. She was like, shit, nah, that ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. <laughs> All the ladies should know <clears throat> our lady vibers. Ain't nobody fucking with Missy, man. Missy is an animal, she, bro. Her catalog is Crazy. Missy man. is an animal, bro. I respect the fuck out of Missy, man. Um what what else the females was talking about? Oh, y'all girl, Jocelyn. Y'all need to whoever a part of her fan base need to uh send her she a She always been messy though. No, nah, man. Come on, man. That girl She's been messy since the beginning of the time. No, nah, man. It's it, you gotta grow up. You gotta grow up. I mean, yeah, but it's just Dude, either you got to grow up or they need to stop fucking with her. Man. Everybody stop fucking with her and she'll be all right. What she did to that girl at the Floyd Mayweather fight, that shit is criminal. And I hope you go to jail. I ain't going to even lie. I hope you go to jail. I mean, she deserved whatever she deserved. That was all type of assault. Yeah. And the dudes that were standing around, y'all niggas goose. Somebody need to smack y'all for real. Y'all yeah. letting that go on. That girl ain't got no shirt on. I don't see nobody taking their shirts off, giving it to the girl. It's cool for a dude to have his shirt off. You know what I'm saying? I My skinny ass would have took my shirt off and handed it to the girl. You know what I'm saying? I, man, she molly that girl. All, yeah. The only thing I know her for is violence, man. Yeah, I always known her because even her show that she had out, that's all with them strippers. All they was doing was fucking... We can't be saying this Black History Decade and Black History Year if that's what we showing America that our black women do whenever they get in the house together. Like, come on, man. 
Like, we got to do better. Shit's wild, B. Man, we all got to do better, man. I've been saying some crazy shit. I've just been in the house since this accident or whatever. So I've been watching everything. Ain't nothing escape me. Uh, the football player dude who was messing with the chick and uh, she seen he was cheating in his phone. Uh, Terrence Rudolph, I think his name is. Mm. And um, she flips out, physically assaults him, uh, takes her brother, go shoot his shit up. Her brother go over there with four dudes, knock on his door. His brother come outside. They start jumping his brother. He come outside with the AR, chase him. It's in Florida. They get in the car, start brandishing weapons. He fired that bitch up. One of them die. Uh, another one got hit, and um, they was trying to charge this dude with like murder and shit. And the bitch was just on the stand, so nonchalant. Like they was asking her questions at some time, and she would just be like, "What are you really asking me?" That's ass and answer. Like, like she was just so cocky. She like they like. So what do you mean when you say go shoot his shit up? She like, I didn't mean him or none of his property. I I, I just basically meant go shoot non-violently. Like, what is what? non-violent <laughs> shot? Like, and <clears throat> she buried herself the whole time. She she admitted that she said that. She admitted that she deleted the tweets when they was talking about he a dead man walking. She, it came out that she was married. Mm. While she was with him, and they like, so you, he didn't know you was married? She like, no. Uh, so they like, you lied about being married. She like, I never lied. I just never told him. Nigga, you lied. They're like, so y'all was in an exclusive relationship, and you didn't think you need to tell him? Like, no, I don't need to bring up my past. My past is my past. We ain't got to talk about that. She said she was a real estate agent. She wasn't. Oh, so she was a whole lot. Yeah, she was living with her mom. You know what I'm saying? She didn't have a job. But she thought she had this NFL player, but he got let go from the league. So he was an ex-NFL player. Oh, okay. And she probably was like, I'm tired of this nigga. You know what I'm saying? But the way she was talking, she sent them dudes over there. I don't understand how she ain't being charged. They ain't being charged. Well, you never know. Once because he got acquitted. He got acquitted it. Yeah. So he was he was found out guilty. So thank the Lord. Now, he shouldn't even have been on trial. So now you never know what the charge is going to be afterwards. You know what I'm saying? It's always an aftermath of everything. I hope they get her ass. Mm-hmm. I hope they get her ass. I hope they get Jocelyn ass. I'm like, y'all women is wilding, man. Like, we trying to protect y'all. Like, we are talking Sukiana, but some of y'all is doing some trash. At no point in time would it be okay for a man to, to send his sister to a girl house to shoot her house up somebody end up going to jail and the man not going to jail. Right. It, it was attempt to commit murder or conspiracy to commit murder. It was a something. You know what I'm saying? They just, I don't know. Like yeah. you said, though, hopefully some charges come out. Um, mm-hmm. Young Thug case looking a little crazy. Uh, hopefully he can get through that shit. Um, Conor McGregor. Sure. Gotta be careful, buddy. Yeah, he they got they got video of him with the girl before they went even went to the bathroom area. So it's like, nigga, what was you doing? You gotta be careful, buddy. It's 
cameras everywhere, and you just don't want to be that creepy dude. Mm-hmm. Like now, we ain't living back in the Mad Men days when you can hire a office worker, a secretary to be a, your your at work girlfriend, and you can have your little tits at work. Don't even do it. If a girl offer you some ass at work, don't do it. Because when you stop fucking her, it's going to be a problem. And then somehow it's going to get to HR and it's going to be your fault, no matter if you're in a lower position or a higher position. Right. It's going to be your fault, man. Just mm. don't do it. I know that's hard. Uh, Shannon Sharp, man. Gone. Got a pot of there. I was really happy to see that, man. Yeah, he said, nah, I mean, I knew it was coming. I knew he just had to end out that contract. And once it was over with, he was like, I'm out. Look, somehow we right back to sports. We don't got no girl down here. We go right. right back to sports. What right. else is going on? Uh, Killer Mike album. Yeah. F- fucking phenomenal. It's going to be dope. Gunner's album. Fucking phenomenal. I ain't even hearing it. I ain't going to hear it. Uh, what else music came on? We got... Uh, Dirt. Did we talk about Dirt last time? Was, it? was that out yet? What? All My Life? Uh, that um, almost hill. Oh that no, album. that one out yet? No, that just came out. That shit hard as fuck. Yeah, I heard it. I, I ain't hear it yet, but um, I heard the the criticism of it and everything that was been going on with it. I've been in the house so every three or four days is my turn up day. I get to play the music and shit. Bounce, not bounce around, but sit in the bed <laughs> with the speaker on. Get my little music vibe. So I was vibing to that Dirk album. I really like it. Uh, somehow Jack Harlow shit came across the algorithm, and I don't, I don't know. But this kid is different somehow. I know I, I've been a fan of most of the white rappers. I was a fan of Post Malone when he made that White Iverson. I thought he was gonna be the one. I'm a Cleveland native, so of course I fuck with MGK. Uh, Mac Miller, I fucked with him a little bit before he passed. Um, G-Eazy. G-Eazy, my white boy from the West Coast. So I, I generally fuck, but somehow this Jack Harlow kid went up under the radar for me, man. And his album came on, and I didn't skip one single fucking song. It's a vibe. It's a summertime vibe. I can see that being played at a cookout lightweight. Mm, you can get away with going like two or three songs before people be like, who the fuck is this? Not just because it ain't fire, but just because like you ain't used to his voice yeah. and shit. But he got a nice little flow. Yeah, uh, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the white white rappers. I'm only Eminem. I'm only an Eminem fan and MGK fan actually because he's from the crib. Mm-hmm. But white rappers, mm, nah. You know what I'm saying? Like because I feel like they infiltrating our shit, and I don't like that shit. It's only certain people that I understand their story and how they got there, and it's like. I get it. You, was, it's like you went against us and you won. So, all was right. Bubba Sparks it. before Eminem? Yeah, Bubba Sparks was. Bubba Sparks was hard, though. I, I like, fuck, I like, the, I like I Bubba I think Sparks. that's when I start getting into I white rappers. Like, but Bubba Sparks was down south, though. So to hear a down south rapper talking like that, you know what I'm saying? Country as fuck. Booty, 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 booty. It was weird. You know what I'm saying? Like... But it sound good. Like, oh, they they got some people down there to talk like that too, huh? White boy, white boys, huh? Yeah. So that was dope. But Eminem was like my favorite because he came and he was really being a white boy. He wasn't trying to be us. He was really being a white boy. Like that's why I fucked with him so hard though. Like you really being a white boy talking about killing your 
your daughter, your, your wife, and all. You just being a white boy, dude. M, M a legend. <laughs> M, M is a legend in my book, and will like go that. down as number one until somebody comes around and can do something like rap God. Yeah, but all these other rappers, I think they're just trying to emulate the styles of all the other rappers. And hence why Andre 3000 said he left, because he said people stop being creative and stop being artists. They start just really just going with the flow of things, you know what I'm saying, instead of just being their own rappers. And he right, because back in the day, everybody sounded different. It was, every rapper, you knew who they who it was as soon as they got on the track. You know what I'm saying? Like, you hear Mr. As soon as you heard it. You know what I'm that saying? That's mystical, my nigga. Oh, that's mystical cover. But nowadays, you can't tell it apart. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, you would be listening to some shit. You'd be like, who is that? And that's one critique I did have about the Gunner album is at some points, I would forget I was listening to him specifically because it would be like majority of his songs, but then it would be other people and shit, like the algorithm or whatever. But I'd be like, damn, Thugger, is that Thugger? And I'm like, huh, oh, it's fucking gonna. Like, yeah, because he, he. That style is so used yeah. right now. It's used heavy. The, and everybody say future. I really think it was Wayne. I think it's all just an extension of Wayne. Wayne, Wayne. Wayne developed more of the culture of things. The lyrics and how things run, I would say it came from future. I would say he kind of started that way of being like that. But Wayne, you know, he already had his own sound. He had his own little thing. So it was like... It was that singing shit, the harmonizing yeah, shit. Yeah, it, it, it was... With the auto-tune voice. Yeah, but, And then Future started doing that. No, Future came in a little heavy with it, though. Because, you know, Wayne I, came in it... When Wayne did it, it was like... He all took right, it and turned it up. He he took it... He turned he turned up the auto-tune. No, I'm saying... I'm saying Future took it and turned it up. Oh, yeah. He took it and, and turned it into like, yeah... That's all I do. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm like, saying? Yeah, this auto-tune is. shit is all I do. Yeah. And I'm freestyle this shit. Then Young Thug kind of picked it up. Picked it up. It was like a Young Thug and um, Rich Homie Quan. Rich Homie. Rich homie. Yeah. They, they were like the ones carrying it. Then mm-hmm. it just kind of branched down to a bunch of so many people. Yeah. To because like, once people start learning how to use the auto-tune, because at first we didn't know how was, how was people even getting the sound. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're trying to figure that part out as a regular nigga. Right. Like, how is they sounding like this? You know what I'm saying? I know these niggas ain't singers. I ain't, when they live in concert, they definitely don't sound like and this. And we could kind of say T-Pain, too. T-Pain definitely took it to the level where... Because he, he used to rap in auto-tune. Mastered, he mastered auto-tune yeah. to the point where he mastered it. Like, because yeah. as you can, as everybody know, uh, T-Pain can really sing without auto-tune. He yes. don't need it. Amazing you know what I'm voice. He has an amazing voice. But he took auto-tune to a whole nother level, though. Like, you didn't... T-Pain featured on 99% of the songs back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could, I could see it, man. I, I'm I'm thankful for the influence. Like, Jay... I, I was... Uh, I think it was... Like, Wayne been doing a bunch of interviews recently. I don't know if I was reading it or I saw it on the clip. But he was saying that... Uh, at one point, Baby and them came to him like, stop rapping like Jay-Z. Yeah, I seen that. We don't want to hear that shit yeah. no more. Yeah, yeah. He, he like, like, nigga, everything I'm hearing, you starting to sound like this nigga. And he was like, it's working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he knew he wanted people to respect his lyricism. And 
down south that wasn't really the vibe. It's still not really the no, vibe. No, it's all about the it's, it's about the mute the it's about your your uh your production mm-hmm. and and your cadences. If you can get the a nice cadence to it, it's, yeah. it's raw as fuck. It's just mood music. Uh, shout out Joe. But uh when when I heard that from Wayne, I'm like, I know what he did there. He he kept the lyricism in there, but he just went to this down south where that, that they can understand it. Yeah, he switched it out. And, and if you notice, he kind of switched it out first by like challenging himself with rock and roll. Because he went down that road and we was like, what the fuck is Wayne on? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but nigga, you can't say I sound like Jay-Z if I'm rapping like this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You then can't I just say come I sound back. like Jay-Z if I'm rapping like that. Then I just know. come back as an alien. It, it got to the point where Jay-Z was like death to auto-tune. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it was like, nigga, yeah. y'all making my son not be like me no more. It's y'all that, killing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we know he is the next thing going right now. Uh, it's been some dope podcasts since I've been laid up. Uh, one in particular. Shout out Nori and Drink Champs, man. I really like what they do over there. Um, it's been pretty fucking sweet to watch that dude transition from rap to having one of the best hip hop shows and showing people how to get it, you know what I'm saying? Multiple ways. But he had my dude, Burt Kreischer on there, who's a comedian. He, uh, this movie just came out, y'all should go check it out. It's called The Machine. Um, he had him on there. And just the fact that Nori knew as much about him as he knew about Nori. They were like both fans of each other. And it's two diff- totally different cultures. This dude was known as America's number one uh, college partier. Mm. Uh, and Nori was known as the number one shooter from left rack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like two different worlds. But when they got together, you could see they was like the same. And... That's what I'm starting to like about the new forms of media. Like, you can't do sit down for an hour and have four commercial breaks and expect to have a real quality conversation. Mm-hmm. Like when you breaking it up and you you got a short time frame, so everybody want to get out this one important story they want to tell and then promote whatever they on the show for. This new form of media, this podcast shit, like. Man, I've been rocking with a bunch of them. Fucking Rogan had Robert Jr. Kennedy, Robert Kennedy Jr. on his show. This dude so fuck and the shit he was talking about, bro. Vaccinations and big pharma, man, man, preservation of land, what we're doing to this country with just our complete disrespect for like waterways and natural life, man. I was like, these are the conversations that need to be. Fuck all that Adam 22 Breakfast Club and all that shit. Like you listen to some of these conversations and you have a deeper appreciation for not only friendship and your well-being, but just life overall. Man, it's just been dope. Just sit around and consume some content. Change my way of thinking. I'm fucking loving it. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad that you found that mental right there, boy. Because 
the I I don't listen to podcasts, but I don't like listening to people. People, period. For real, tell you the truth, mm-hmm. this, this is not my thing. And uh, but when I do catch clips, it is like the conversations be real deep. Shout out Shannon Sharp. He had, yeah. his his shit is booming right now. Like everybody, he got some of the best guests, and he asked the best questions, and just and get down to the nitty gritty of a lot of things. And it's like, wow, you know what I'm saying? I I I appreciate him. You know what I'm saying? Like I I can sit in the room with him and talk to him all day. Like he really my uncle. Like nigga, this aunt nigga right here. Bro, we got in this shit at the perfect time. Like right before the wave got too big, it was like a medium sized wave. But every like Mace Mason uh Cameron. Yeah, Cam. yeah, it's just jumping. Uh it jumping. is what it is. That shit is so hilarious. Hilarious because that them is the niggas. They like us. Like they say what the fuck they feel out their mouth, but they on they on a bigger platform than us. So it's kind of it's kind of weird to watch it and be like, that's the type of shit we be on though. So if you want to get a podcast just like theirs, nigga, listen to the GB Seven podcast because we be on the same shit. That shit is so (laughs) funny, man. Fuck, fuck people, fuck everybody, nigga. You ain't gonna tell me I can't say fuck Kim Kardashian because she out here trolling her sister. What the fuck wrong with you, bitch? That was so hilarious, man. When he said that shit, like the the fucking dacity of this bitch. Like you can't talk about a starting five. He he went down her list. Hell yeah. Man. And then his 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 respect for basketball, but his his way of like saying that he will bust NBA players' ass yeah. all the time. Yeah. And then he'll show you clips of him hooping and you like, yeah, Cam he probably would have been a problem for y'all niggas. <laughs> Cam would have been a problem for you niggas, dude, if he would have really took himself serious in that in that realm, though. Larissa Pippen and uh, Michael Jordan's son got a podcast now. Oh yeah! See now that they together, together it's all good. The, the podcast world is getting crazy. They making podcasts for ev- everybody in the Man, game. It's, is it's, a, the it's it's a billion dollar industry, and and if you get into it and you get the bag, you get the bag, and people know that. It's 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 easy as starting. It's hard as trying to get to the point where you get in the bag. It got to a point where Bootsy had to tell me like, stop telling people they need a podcast. Like I was telling everybody a year, two years ago, like you gonna have everybody in this bitch talking about podcasting, and it's gonna be Get, weird. That's what they're doing, man. I know, and, but and let, let us fuck, be the only ones in Cleveland killing them. Though they are <laughs> fucking fire, man. Yeah. And 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 a lot of people, even a lot of people, we probably had we had down here have their own podcast now, and yeah. it's like, wow, now you you guys have took your your thing and said I'm gonna make a podcast, and it's like. Oh, okay, yeah, all right, that's I'm, great. I'm glad we inspired, man. Do it. Everybody should do it, man. It's enough. Long as it's what you want it to be about. Don't just get on here and copy DJ Academics or uh, Charlemagne yeah. and and Andrew Schultz. It's don't just don't genuine conversation. It really find is, something that you love. If you like to cook. Make a cooking podcast yep. where you talk people through recipes, make it visual. If you like the engineer, like Boosie, yeah. just show people how you make beats mm-hmm. or masters. Do whatever you like. I genuinely like just to have quality conversations yeah. with my friends about shit. So that's why I chose to go this route. It's rock. the information age. Everybody wants to know, and everybody is not the same. So even though you think that 
oh, everybody's doing it. Everybody is not doing it. There's a whole bunch of listeners out there that's just listening. Yeah. And they just want to know because they don't know. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's cool. It's a cool thing. I just, I'm not a podcaster. I You can say that a million times to these niggas. They won't listen to me. I don't like this shit. It's not really my forte. I'd really rather like to rap on the beat and tell you my story that way. Instead of you telling you my story, just talking to you. It make it so much easier on me. I ain't got to think about how to rhyme words anymore. Man, I, I like the rhyme words. I like beats. I like shit just, just coming together like that. It makes me think a little harder. This is easy. That's why I say I don't like it. I think it's easy for me to just sit here and talk it to my friends. No. Because you got to have topics and you got to know about shit. Everything I don't got, got a topic up, and I'm in here just balling. But you nigga. knew about shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Let me hit that. Yeah. Nigga might that. bring that up. Uh, uh, shows I've been watching. Nothing really spectacular, man. I've been kind of let down by the TV shows. I don't know if I'm waiting for fall. If fall is when all the good TV shows come back. Ain't really been no real good well, shit. Well, it's summertime. Everybody outside. Ain't nobody yeah. in, in the house watching TV for real. And if if anything, summertime, if you haven't caught up on all the shows that you wanted to, that's, that's what you, you do. Doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're catching up. And then by the time fall come, you all caught up. I don't watch TV, so I don't care. It's not my thing. I'm going to say that every time on the podcast when they talk about TV, because I hate TV. It's, I did see uh, the new Fast and the Furious. Dope. Man, if... If you just want to sit down and relax your brain and not have to think about nothing and just see some entertainment, that's the movie to watch. It's fucking ridiculous, unrealistic. You don't have to follow the storyline. You don't have to know the previous storyline. All you're going to do is sit down and watch action. Mm-hmm. Just the most action you can put in the movie. It's fucking dope. Um, didn't watch the new Spider-Man. I got that on my list. I got to wait till a good copy come out. You know how I do. Oh. <laughs> uh, damn, it was something. Oh, Boost. All right. I know you probably didn't. I'm almost certain you didn't. But Every it was time a story. you say that, I end up saying, yep, I did. It was ahead. a story coming out of Vegas about a family who seen a UFO crash. Definitely seen that. And the cop also seen it. He seen something. Yeah. He seen something come down and crash, and they went and responded. Now, the family are saying they seen beings. Right. Nine-foot so, beings. Eight, nine, ten-foot is what he said. Eight, nine, or ten feet, I can't really tell. And the beings was, uh like, one was outside the craft, one was inside the craft. Nobody from the government is saying this is a hoax. Some people on online Reddit and all that have said it's a hoax, but the government is not denying the police officer statements or the family statement. But so when they went to the spot of the crash, there was nothing there. That's what the news said. That's what they said. They went to where it was and there was nothing there. That's what the news said. The family didn't say that. I don't know the exact quote that the family said, so I don't want to. Go down that road. You got me there. I'm it just was telling nothing you that there. they said it was nothing there. But would they say it was something there? Dude, we already didn't. If they putting it all out here already and everybody saying, yeah, aliens do exist. They have, You might as well stop hiding the fact that shit crashing into the us now. Let's see it now. Let us go ahead and look at that. 
did that do anything to change your opinion about the presence no, of aliens? it did not. It just told me that there's another sighting on another day that somebody said they seen something, but they didn't actually record it, which was weird. Because usually when people see something or hear something or do something, they instantly pull their phones out and start recording this what shit. What if you were scared as fuck? I, you, I'm I'm scared and I'm recording this just for the documentary. You, you know me. I ain't recording shit. So you're going to go investigate without the camera. You never see me record anything. I got the flashlight on, camera on, nigga. Where you at? And you got somebody with the gun be right by you. Like, nigga, you got the gun, nigga. I got the camera, nigga. Let's go. That's an idea situation. If something just back there, then we just, you're going to be like, what the fuck was that? We're going to run out there. We ain't going to be thinking, pull our camera. Then you you ain't expecting to see an alien ship. Once you see the alien, alien, I'm running back to get my phone. Like, did you see that? Boom. I'm not coming back. No, I'm going back to see that. I ain't fuck. I'm bunkering down in Let the room. Nigga. I'm bunkering. You know how much money that's going to be worth? One door you can come through, my back to the wall. That's going to be worth a lot of bread. Not if you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> not if you're dead. <laughs> Dude, and why and for why is they running? If they if they the if they pop down on our our shits, what is the point in getting the fuck up out of here so fast for? Like nigga, I'm here. I'm big, way bigger than y'all. I will fucking fuck y'all. Cause up. we know y'all little monkeys crazy. Y'all got nuclear bombs and shit. We don't, they don't know. Oh well, we don't know what they know. Man, it's been cases I, we, where they have shut down no nukes. Thing. I'm not. They I'm, have shut down this nukes. Trying to get me in his world right hey, now. I'm just. I'm there's preparing. No such thing I'm preparing you for what's gonna aliens. come in the future. It's gonna be aliens, and you're gonna have to deal with them. Aliens, though, they're not even thinking about us. Yeah, I, I don't think we thinking about us really too much. No, we ain't. The way we fucking. We gonna destroy our own self. We ain't gonna need no aliens to destroy us. We gonna destroy our own self. That that boy Ron might be right, bro. That boy Ryan might be right, man. They might lock this dude up. Yeah, they're gonna and lock even him. if they don't, they just gonna make his base stronger. It's a win-win for him either way it go. Man, his base gonna go crazy. It don't matter. He might start another civil war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he might. You he might because because he got enough people that's willing to die about him. History only repeats itself. Hmm. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? So, nigga, we ain't slaves as we used to be no more, but we slaves in a whole nother way. Man, tell me about it. And y'all niggas don't even know it. We don't even know it. They they just pay us a wage now. You know what I'm saying? We get paid for our shit. That's it? Yeah. Man, I, I was another um, podcast that I listened to that was very informative. Joe Rogan had the dude, I can't think of his name. Fuck, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting but he used to work for the Innocence Program. He fights to get uh, uh, people, felons, some people on death row exonerated. And he have got a number of people off. And he had got this dude out of jail. I think he did 27 years. And he had him on the pod. And um, they were talking about uh, the, the inmate, former inmate, dude who was wrongfully charged by this uh, cop, Scarpetti, I think his name was, or something, in uh, New York. But he uh, was saying how at one of the prisons he was in, he was at Upper New York, most of them. One of the prisons he was in, they had, uh, I think it was during COVID, they were making sanitizer, face masks, something. And the prisoners was like, 
no, nah, we not, we not doing this like for 47 cents. Like we not going to do it. And they had tried to form like a union to do a work stoppage. And they beat the shit out of these inmates, man. And, uh, sent them to other prisons, separated them all so they couldn't fucking form this union. But the reason I brought that up is we don't realize how much of a system prison is, a capitalist system, because we're on the outside of it. Like hearing some of these stories of the amount of money it takes to house an inmate versus the amount of money an inmate makes the state, it's ridiculous. And yeah, it's weird. there's weird. no way that should be a private company's job. You, if you, If you make a private entity the head of something, it's sheer responsibility is to make it stockholders money. It's not reform in no way. It's not, it's not uh, trying to make you, a, remodel you, bringing you back into citizenship. It's not that in no way. It's how, how can we make the most money and spend the least on you? And it's a horrible system. Yeah, and I, I think we're going to have to change that very soon. I just, uh, me having a, a, a firsthand look into the jail system by me knowing people who are in jail, um, they just recently got rid of JPay. Which is the way that people send money to send inmates money and make and sure they can use message their phone. each other, yeah. you know what I'm saying? All that. So they ain't get rid of it in that aspect of what I'm saying, like get rid of it. But JPay was bought out by GTL, which is the phone people. The GTL is the phone people that does the phones for the jail. If you hear on the call, they'll be like, This is GTL. That's them. They took over everything. So now GTL is over everything in jail. So now what they're doing with the inmates is they're giving all of them tablets. Everyone, every inmate has a tablet of their own, literally free of charge here. How they make their money off that? They charge you to send messages? They charge you to do anything on that bitch. So you can make phone calls on there. You can have apps. All that stuff costs you monthly. It's a subscriptions for apps. It's, uh, the, it's a messaging app on there. It's 10 cent a message. <laughs> every time you send a message, it's 10 cent. Um, it's uh, a movie, like all the movies, you can get movies, you can get, it, it's just, it's basically your own little sex and you have it in your cell. So you ain't even got to go to a phone area or nothing. You can sit in your cell. Just like when we were talking to dude, he said, I'm sitting in my bunk right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Chopping it up with you. That thing became a thing thing. You know what I'm saying? So now everybody has, so now you go, you do everything on your tablet. And if you, if it, it's a lifetime warranty on it. So if it breaks. You can get they another give you another one because they make a hella money but off of it. You it, if if you break it, then you have to pay for another one. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's circumstances. Like if it break on some kind of other technicality, yeah, yeah. battery if, go dead. You but if you break much. it, nah, you got to pay for another one. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. So GTO has taken over everything. So now the old way of doing things like JPay and all that that's dead. But the new way is kind of more intuitive, more on the computer. Like you really can do FaceTimes with your, your people. You know what I'm saying? You can really do all these different things with your people, Start but it costs. filling out applications if you're getting out pretty soon, all yeah. that. So it, you 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 basically giving them a little taste of everything, you know what I'm saying? But you ain't giving it, I mean, basically it's all, it all gotta get paid for. You know what I'm saying? So that's how they making their money. 
it's it's a lot of people in jail around everywhere. So imagine if everybody got a tablet and everybody trying to put all these different things on their phone on their tablets, and they walking around like, yeah, this is what so Wi Fi is free. Wi Fi, you got to pay for that too. I think Wi Fi probably comes in the building. You know what I'm saying? So if you paying for everything, I think the Wi Fi on the, on the tablet works. Yeah. So GTL shot, and then so when I heard that, I went back, and I was like. Now I understand, and not saying that everybody should, but I understand why people invest in jails. I understand the money that's in it. You know what I'm saying? I understand. So if I'm a man and I had the opportunity to invest in a jail, and you know how much money you're going to make out of that jail, I would rather invest in the jail knowing that my people are going to be good. You know what I'm saying? I can be able to contact them. I ain't got to worry about all that crazy stuff. They're going to be able to watch some TV. They're going to I'll invest in that. Not saying that I'm investing in the way that they're being treated. Yes, we need reform, but I'm I'm telling you that I'm investing in the whole point of not letting my people be locked out of the world while they're in there. Um, one the on that Rogan podcast, the inmate guy, the ex inmate, uh, exonerated. Um, one of the few people who got exonerated that didn't have to say that they were guilty to get exonerated. He uh, think it's like two people in history, maybe it's New York history, that didn't uh, say that they were guilty to get out. He always maintained his innocence. But he said they used to have a scared straight program in there. And every now and then, it'd be just like a white person, middle class, upper class, that'd come. And he was like, uh, we instantly knew that this dude would never ever come to this place. Like when they go to jail, they go to a certain spot. Yeah. But um then Joe asked him, like, so why you think that person was there? Like he had let it go and continued his conversation. Joe brought it back, which was fucking brilliant. Like, why you think that was? And he was like, just to show them how much money you could make. Like, they came in here to see the business side of it. Yeah, not to see that this is where you can end up. Yeah, this, this is, is what, what you can, you can buy. In. Yeah, you can invest in this, and, and nigga, this is a lot it's of money. Always this. gonna be the way the law is set up for us. Yeah. It's always gonna be a fucking revolving door of people coming back in, people staying in, people doing twenty five, thirty five. Yeah, and that's, that's twenty five years of labor that we can get out because you they are considered slaves to us. Yeah, that's a part of the Thirteenth Amendment. Um. Speaking of the 13th Amendment, Juneteenth, tomorrow, you off. Yeah. What you going to do? You got any plans? Nah, I ain't doing shit. Shout out to everybody who uh, get the, get a day off, celebrate Juneteenth. Yeah, Hopefully, I'm off tomorrow, though. Everybody know what that is by now. Um, it became a federal law last year, so let's do it big. I was listening to another podcast, and um, he was saying that since the black people culture appropriated on Cinco de Mayo, like we was partying for them and shit and wearing little sombreros and doing all, they like, we gonna be there for Juneteenth. Like we coming with our different names, you know what I'm saying? We gonna be DeMarcus mm-hmm. and we gonna be having the gold teeth. I'm, I'm with it, bro. Let's all celebrate shit. It was the end of slavery. Y'all would have been slaves too if y'all was over here at that point in time. Or y'all was probably here at that point in time and y'all probably were slaves too. If you mm. wasn't white, you was definitely a nigger at that point in time. But I'm happy to see Juneteenth. 
I got a couple Juneteenth movies coming out on uh, Prime. I'm going to try to barbecue with my gimp leg. Mm-hmm. Celebrate that day, you know? Yeah, I ain't no shit. I ain't, I'm, I'm, I'm in my Hawaii state of mind right now. That's it, man. You can smell the beach, bro. Yeah, I ain't known that shit. That's how you supposed no to shit. be. It was, but a whole nother culture right now. Like, mm-hmm. My culture, I live this shit, nigga. I ain't got to celebrate it. <clears throat> All right, I got a question. If you could use magic to do one mundane task for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, explain mundane. Um, something you got to do that you don't really like to do all the time. Uh, I'll give you the definition. Use magic to do oh a, a task that you know you don't like to do it, but you can use magic to get it done. Yeah, you got to do it. Um, uh, the lacking interest or excitement, dull. Seek a way out of this mundane. Uh, oh, that ain't a good of this earthly yeah yeah i get it um hmm that i that i i can use magic to do all the time and mm-hmm. it just i ain't got to do it yeah shit it'll probably be my 9 to 5 fuck that <laughs> i ain't got to do that shit no more i can do other shit yeah just do my magic do my I'm, work for me i'm at gonna work. do my work you do my work for me at work i just chill and do other shit and i can have more time to do other shit mm mm-hmm. mhm and I still get paid. Oh yeah, knock that out right yeah, there. Because I don't, I don't want to really be. I mean, that's the only thing that I, I really don't like doing day to day is going to fucking work, nigga. I could rather do other shit. I, I don't mind doing anything else out here in this world, but that. Not I would that. probably say like, property management. Like just keep the grass cut, the fucking uh, garbage took out. My garage clean, the house clean. Just manage this property. I'm, I'll pay for it. I just want you to manage it. That I ain't got to do nothing I like, about. I like the management of my property. I don't like it. I fucking hate cutting. I grass. love doing all that shit. I think it comes from William though. But I, I love doing cutting my grass. You see, I build my oasis, nigga. I, I, it's just, it's cool. It's knowing that you did it with your bare hands is just amazing to me. Yeah, I don't mind building shit. I just don't like maintaining it, like. Painting the deck. Yeah, that type of stuff. Oh. It's it's a task, but once you learn how to do it, it's like I know now. You know what I'm saying? Like I know how Doing to do it. Doing the leaves in the gutters and I just yeah. if I can do any mundane task for the rest of my life, just maintain my property, and then I can come home and fucking have time to do anything. That shit takes so much time. You gotta fuck cut the grass. It's only like a day every maybe two or three weeks that you do it. <sighs> Well, or two, day or two, depending on how big your property is. I didn't learn. I didn't kill daughter grass in the back. <laughs> I got this weed spray shit, Mo Santos, whatever the fuck. Y'all can say what y'all want. I don't care. It killed all because my backyard was like gravel. Right. So it wasn't really grass. It was like mostly weeds. Right. They grew Growing through the gravel. Through, yeah. Through the gravel yeah. So I sprayed that on there. The front yard I gotta cut, but the backyard I might not have to cut that for the rest of this day. I'm so it, it looked wilted, it looked dead, it just right. looked sad. So and you need to, what you need to do is take some more rocks and put them down. Buy you some rocks. No, if I was gonna do that, you would have to dig it up and then put a tarp down, like a plastic tarp that the weed can't grow through, and that also helped yeah, block. I, that's what I did when I did that. You and then put that you put the the gravel on top. 
But I'm just gonna keep spraying this shit. I got another half a bottle. But the, it's still gonna look like dead grass right there. Though. I don't care. You ain't gonna cover it up. Mm. Oh. Mm. We gonna party Niggas in. really don't like yard work You guys no, I don't really. oh, No man No, no. I'm, I'm in tune with nature I like nature man. I like to pull shit out the ground I like to fucking Have my grass looking like I just cut it up Like a nice line up and I don't shit. like I using like the air blower To get the leaves oh, We got yeah. trees I, I don't shit. like none of that shit man. I don't like the, I don't like that they leave all that shit So This is the time that you cut all that shit down And be like Nigga you ain't got to deal with it For another year or two because ain't no ain't nothing to, there. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna grow back. Yeah. I've learned that through my photosynthesis training. Mm-hmm. It's growing back. Regardless if you cut it or not, that shit coming back. If you build it, it will grow. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, God said, no, you can cut me. Nigga, you gotta cut me all the way down before I literally say you done with me. Well, thank you guys for locking in to episode 133 of the GB7 podcast. Uh we took a small break. Sorry, we really pre, uh, apologize. But we're back. Uh, regularly scheduled program, as you know. We're dropping every Wednesday. Uh, it's the GB7 podcast. Lock in. It's the GB7. What, 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 what? Oh.